Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight. I'm Dave Smith, your host for the day. I am missing Monty Larrick, who is down with a cold today as we record this part two session with uh, a one of my heroes, State Representative Darren Bailey, who is a new state representative from Southern Southeast Illinois. He uh, he actually comes from Louisville. See, look at that. I got it that time. He got Louisville. it. Louisville. Uh, and he uh, he has done a wonderful job in Springfield, coalescing a small rebellion <laughs> to 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 Madigan and his uh, his empire here in Illinois. And uh, I want to ask him a few questions about this first session. <clears throat> this was his first session. They had over sixty six hundred bills introduced in Springfield this year. And a lot of those bad ones we were opposing as Illinois family, unfortunately got passed. Uh, you know, elections have consequences, right? So we've got supermajority Democrats in both the House and in the Senate. And <clears throat> they were able to do a lot of damage this year, expanding the size, scope, and spending of Illinois government. 40 million billion, I'm sorry, I said that wrong, $40 billion budget, borrowing more money, raising our taxes and fees, uh, expanding gambling in the state of Illinois, and hey, for good measure, let's kill our future in the womb. Isn't that just disgusting? But <clears throat> as a new lawmaker in Springfield, what did you see in the process that worked and what didn't? And then I want to know, what alarmed you about the process? Because I'm sure you came in with some preconceived notions, but uh, seeing how the sausage was made maybe um, made you sick. <laughs> yeah, it did. So, so yeah, to your to your questions, uh, uh, what worked? Uh, absolutely nothing on the Republican side, and, and what alarmed me? Uh, absolutely everything that took place. You know, from day one when we when we uh, the very first debate we had with uh, regarding adopting the rules. Uh, I, I had a, a part in the debating that, and we simply asked uh, the Democrats if we could, uh, you know, a, about a week before, even Nancy Pelosi uh, in the uh, as Speaker of the House uh, in Congress, in Congress, she was able to, yeah, she was able to get a three-week period when, it, when an amendment is made, when a bill is changed, a, a three-day period uh, to be able to, you know, digest what that bill says. Well, currently in the Illinois General Assembly, there's a one-hour period. And uh, so any, th any changes can be made, and you've got a one-hour period to, uh, to digest it and figure it out. Uh, and we all asked, of these bills are hundreds and hundreds of pages long. Oh, right? absolutely. They're impossible. Yes, yes. How and, do you uh, digest, even if you had a full hour to look at it, how do you figure out what it is and what it will do before the hearing takes place, right? So, yeah. So And, and, and I will give uh, – so the Republican Party is blessed with a wonderful staff. Good. And the staff, that's what they do. They digest this. They give you an analysis. And, uh, you know, and up to that point, uh, with, like you said, 6,600 bills uh, being introduced, uh, you know, I'd try to be sure to be in my office at the Capitol at, uh, in the Stratton building, uh, you know, at 7 to 7.30 each morning. And I just kind of start 
looking at uh, at each bill and just just trying to find the ones that uh, I I thought were detrimental that I thought I needed to really get myself educated on and and that that was good up until the last uh, the last three four weeks of uh, session because then at that point. Uh, they start adding amendments, and when they start add, that's when this hour really comes into effect because uh, we might pass a bill, we'll send it to the Senate, uh, and the Senate might make a an amendment to it. Well, right. then it comes back to the House for approval. Uh, many times, then that whole bill is gutted and changed. That's right, and and it makes that's it very difficult with to Senate figure bill 25, out. Twenty five, right? Exactly. Yes. So Senate Bill 25 was that extreme abortion expansion bill, and they posted the change, right, uh, to um, at 6.08 p.m., and then said, well, let's have a hearing at 7.08 p.m., one hour. Now, the, the hour. our Illinois state constitution says that you have to give posting time for a reasonable amount of time. Well, Darren, how long does it take you to get to Springfield from Louisville? Thank you very much. Takes about two hours and 20 minutes. All right. And for me up here, it's three hours to get to, to, to Springfield. And you know what? There's a ways to go to get to Rockford. <laughs> so I'm going to yes. guess at least three and a half, maybe four hours to get from Rockford, Illinois. One hour is not reasonable in my estimation. What do, what do you think? No, that that is correct. And we tried to argue that, but uh, but they just uh, thumbed their noses at us and, and ignored the process. So. And so Michael Madigan just steamrolled over everyone and, and instituted these rules for how the House will operate uh, despite your objections. That is correct. Nothing, absolutely nothing was changed out of about a list of 10 items. So. If you were able to change it, would you, uh, you know, require, uh, I mean, if, if Nancy Pelosi is saying three weeks for an amendment, um, should we at least have like three days? Well, so so your question is, if I were able to change it, I'm going to tell you what, there's part <laughs> of me that can't wait to get in control because we're just going to, because we've got a lot of ground to retake. But in all fairness, you know, doing to others as you would have them do under you, uh, you know, being a person of integrity, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, when the time comes that this stuff can be changed, in all fairness, we <laughs> might be able to say that we did and we are doing the right thing. So, but everything within my human nature says that uh, no let's let's fight and let's retake this thing and and uh, throw it back at them just like we, we've been we've been enduring for many years some of that might be fair play but why did so many republicans vote with the democrats on pot and taxes well because they got a lot of I, the pot first of all i do not understand uh, we stood up in caucus we encouraged everyone to stay together that that was that was a very that was that was a very strong uh, message uh, the the two Republicans that voted for it, they just simply believe that, uh, you know, the majority of their constituents, that's what they wanted. So uh, they felt like they were representing their districts. Uh, I, I, I can't understand that. I can't fathom that. But for some reason, um, you know, uh, just their 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 moral standards, that's that's where they're at for the tax situation it is a little bit different. Uh, the tax situation. Madigan asked for 20 votes. He asked for a, a, a well, I may have this a little bit wrong. There, there were 20 votes on most of these votes. So I think there was 10 votes on the budget. He there demanded were, tw there were 20 in the House that supported the t gasoline tax increase and the vehicle registration increase. So that's, a, you know, this is kind of the genius of, of, uh, of Madigan. So he demanded 
that 20 Republicans uh, uh, offer their votes to this. Now, now this does several things. It automatically uh, ensures a bipartisan vote, which does nothing but hurt the Republican conservative movement. And it, it allows, damages our brain, brand, yeah, doesn't it? That, it, it, it damages does. the Republican brand of smaller government. That's that is exactly right. And then and then uh, equally as important, and maybe more so, it allows Democrats in uh, conservative districts uh, to vote against this, which they did. Right. So what do you think life's going to be like when you try to put a Republican candidate up over around East St. Louis and some of these other conservative districts? And uh, and and you know they say well I you know the Democrats able to say I I, I voted conservatively so there there is there you know it's a moot point now so that's the problem and so to your question why did Republicans I don't know that any re- there were a handful of Republicans that probably on their own would have voted uh, for this however uh, then came in the uh, deal making process and I was I was. I was pretty perturbed and, and frustrated uh, to see that in motion that uh, uh, there, there were, there were literal deals made. I mean, I'm, I'm satisfied to me, especially as conservative as I am, which interestingly enough, here's the cool thing. And uh, nobody came to me to offer me a deal. And, and throughout this whole session, there were several, uh, several representatives in my wing and they would, you know, they would come to me sometimes and ask, well, did, did, did this lobbyist come by or did that lobbyist come by? And I'm like, no, I don't even know who you're talking about. And they, 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 yeah, yeah. We know why they didn't come by because they know what you stand for. So when people know words, what you stand you for. They don't, yeah, you wouldn't be bought off. You, you couldn't be bought off. <laughs> that is correct. You know, anybody, I, I never saw the light of day. of. Uh, so when of, you uh, say they're, they're promised things, what, what are they being promised? Well, that I don't know, but uh, they're, they're, I do know a pro- well, projects. Uh, I heard from two representatives um, that they were brought into the, to the back rooms and, and there were uh, Illinois agencies sitting there ready to amend uh, the, the Republican proposed budget to add uh, construction items if they would vote for this uh, uh, for, for, for these increases so that's probably what disgusted me the most is that you know you hear about this stuff and and honestly I thought a lot of the business was being done uh, you know out on the floor uh, someone asked me at one point in time or have you been back there to, to get your knuckles wrapped yet and again, no one ever bothered me about any of that stuff, but but there were people coming and going from the uh, uh, you know to, to to the back rooms to the back offices of the uh, chamber, and uh, and there were deals being uh, being struck. I don't so know do what Go anybody ahead. got. I'll be able to tell once I start going through the budget, and I can compare what my district got versus what some of these people that voted for this got. So, so what you're saying is the 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 folks who voted yay are going to get more. Uh, yes, infrastructure done in their district than maybe yeah. you because you stood on principle. Correct. That's that's exactly what I've been told by two of the people that were brought back uh, uh, in those rooms. So, like I said, we'll we'll be able to tell. I will. I'll be able to break it down. I'll be able to see it. And at that point in time, then I'll just uh, decide, you know, how to if expose it. But you know, as long as games like that are being played, uh, this is all about power, prestige, and control. And this is what is wrong with Illinois. Yep, yep. Is it fair to say that if the Republican caucus stood strong, at least on the, the gas taxes in in the House, um, Madigan wouldn't have been willing to push it through without some bipartisan votes on it? 
What I do know is we gained nothing by doing what we did. We can claim that uh, most of these, most of these uh, good business reforms, you know, it's just like holding hostages and trading, uh, negotiating hostages is what this was because the Democrats created a handful of rules and they basically said, we're going to enact these rules and they're going to be bad for business if you don't vote for this. And so, you know, that, that was that was my argument, and I expressed that argument. Let them own it. Let them own it. And then that way, there's no confusion at that you point. But right now, uh, nobody knows what to think. It's, 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 it's the Republicans' problems just as much as it is uh, a Mike Madigan situation. Well, yeah, there's no opposition party in Springfield, is there? So, all right, well, we're going to take a break, and we'll come right back, and we'll finish this conversation with State Representative Darren Bailey from Louisville. We'll be right back. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. Former quarterback Colin Kepernick, best known for his protests during the national anthem, has launched new attacks against the Betsy Ross flag used by patriots during the revolution. Under pressure from Kaepernick, Nike canceled plans for special edition sneakers decorated with a flag featuring a circle of 13 stars representing the 13 rebellious colonies. All of them allowed slavery. So Kaepernick connects them to white supremacy. This ignores impassioned anti-slavery patriots like Adams, Franklin, and Hamilton, as well as Betsy Ross herself. Historians debate whether she designed the flag personally, but we do know she came from a devout Quaker family, and Quakers led anti-slavery activism in America. What's more, Betsy's home colony of Pennsylvania was the first to abolish slavery in 1780, seven years before the Constitution. Slurs against our founders and their banner are not only foolish, but ignorant. I'm Michael Medved. It's an evening you don't want to miss. The Illinois Family Institute's Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with the Reverend Franklin Graham. For tickets, visit IllinoisFamily.org. The only hope for the United States of America is Almighty God. A bold challenge for today from Franklin Graham. Friday, November 1st at the Tenley Park Convention Center. Let's elect men and women to office who will lead this nation back to really be one nation under God. Franklin Graham and the IFI Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. I want you to know this. God loves you. For tickets, call 708-781-9328. 708-781-9328. 9328 or visit IllinoisFamily.org. IllinoisFamily.org. Right, welcome back for our final segment, for at least now, uh, with State Representative Darren Bailey of the 109th District, way down south in East Illinois, Southeast Illinois. And um, Darren, we've had a really good conversation here over the first, now this second podcast, and we've talked about a lot of the bills that were passed. And over the years, I've seen uh, the left, the Democrats, pushing all these agendas, and they seem to have gotten a lot, a big chunk of what they've been pushed over the years just in this past session. And it makes me wonder what's next? Because we know they're not satisfied with legislating their immorality. They're going to come back with something next year. 
um, including um, my fear is, are they going to push the euthanasia issue, which they call compassionate choices in death? You know, are we going to make that legal in Illinois? How about homeschooling regulations in Illinois? We are the freest, one of the freest, one of the best states in the nation for homeschool freedoms. Are they going to tighten that up on us? And what are they going to do to private schools and, and school choice and charter schools and that kind of thing? Are they going to turn the screws on them as well? Hey, maybe there's something else. Obviously, they have other issues with gun control and taking away our Second Amendment rights. But what's next, Darren? Well, Illinois needs to get prepared because you're exactly right to see complete moral and financial, what I believe, devastation for the state of Illinois to take place in six months of a four-year uh, a four-year reign. Uh, we, we've got some, we got some big things to be concerned about. Now, now we do have an opportunity to take this back in, in uh, you know, with the 2020 elections coming up. So here this coming, upcoming September, people are going to be able to uh, file petitions uh, to, to run for office. And, and we're going to have to find some solid men and women who desire to stand against this because uh, we can limit these catastrophic numbers and, and help out if, uh, if, if uh, you know, conservative men and women will get involved. But, but you're exactly right. Everything you mentioned, we actually, you know, we fought. Governor Pritzker said NRA will have no safe space in Illinois, and he fought hard, but for some reason he backed off of that. I'd say we better look out for next year. Uh, we were constantly fighting the uh, the charter school situations. I mean, you know, for, for most practical purposes, uh, Chicago Public School seems to be a failing entity, and what is our answer towards that? Give them more money. More money is the answer to everything. No, and no Give them choices. more money. Don't hold anyone accountable. Don't address the situation, but yet... We've got uh, charter schools that are existing and 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 are and are thriving, but they they, they they're constantly under attack. It is ridiculous. That's Power, right. prestige, and control. You hit on something I want to explore a little bit deeper. Um, you you talked about getting involved. Well, Darren, you you were a school board chairman, right? You said in in your yes. description, opening description. Um, so so you've been involved for quite a while. There are a number of ways to serve your community, and as Christians, we have a duty to serve others, right? And this is yep. a phenomenal way to do this, is to step up, not so you can earn a pension, right? <laughs> but Correct. so that you can go and serve and, uh, and, and implement good government, not exploitative government. What say you? Well, exactly. And get, start off small if you're, if you're worried about it. Get involved in your township. Uh, precinct committeemen get That's involved right. in in the uh, in the in the township supervisor township board get involved in your county you got a local uh, you got a municipality uh, with, with a, about with school a, board a, and a, library a, board. school board and library anything any elected position and and, and uh, you know the, uh, the 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 precinct committee people uh, I know they they don't do the best job down here we've got to get acclimated we've got to get more people involved because every elected position should have a Republican candidate running for that position, everyone. Right. So if you're unsure, uh, you know, we need, we need to be start uh, finding that out. Go to the courthouse early on, find out what, uh, go to your local courthouse and find out what, are, what right. are the elected positions that's coming up in the next cycle. When is that next cycle? What do I have to do? And, uh, and, 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 you know, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I know they can call into you, but uh, at the end of this podcast, we'll give my phone number and stuff. If someone doesn't know how to, if, if you don't know, I will help if you don't know, I don't care what part of the state you're in. That's right. If you're wanting to get involved and you don't know what to do, 
you let me know and uh, we will do some research and we will give you, get you a list of ideas and, and, and hook you up with, the, with someone that will be able to help. And it's not as uh, intimidating as it sounds. It's pretty simple to get involved, learn the, the ropes. And uh, every single uh, one of these positions that Darren just me mentioned, spend money, your money, your property taxes, your tax resources, and who's making the call on how that money is being spent. Are they building a new firehouse that doesn't need to be built, right? Are they building an addition to the library when library use is down, right? So all these kind of things do make a difference. And <clears throat> am I correct in saying, Darren, that uh, uh, these places are usually like the farm teams uh, and, and a lot of the folks that run for state representative eventually, maybe even U.S. Congress, come from the that's, farm teams? Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Years ago, before I even had any idea that I'd be doing this, I would, you know, I'd ask people, well, how, how do you get, in a, you know, how do you get involved? Where does the process start? And I was always told that, well, you need to run for, and then you start getting a, a better idea on how, you know, local government uh, is run because at the end of the day, everything that is, is uh, decided in Springfield is, you know, handed down to local government. So, and I this firmly is believe that the Illinois Republican party should be doing. Exactly. Thank you very much. But it's not. So it's anyway. not. No. Well, I want I want to turn before we wrap up our, our our conversation here to the effort to kind of um, separate from Chicago. There is a, a push. Uh, Representative Brad Holbrook from Shelbyville is uh, got leading a effort to make Chicago the fifty first state in the nation. Um, why is that a good idea? Well, unfortunately, that effort has become more real than, than it's ever been, and, and for the very reason that we're talking about, because the values uh, that are coming out of Chicago that these representatives are, are passing, are suggesting, and are voting on, and, are, and, and you know, they totally, completely contradict everything, uh, for the most part, outside of Chicago. So if... Um, you know, and we've pleaded with Chicago to, a uh, matter of fact, we're, uh, we are uh, drafting a, a, an, an open letter to send to uh, uh, Mayor Lightfoot to uh, get her attention. We briefly met and talked the day that she came in and addressed sure. her house. Yep. And, uh, and interestingly enough, if you'll go back and look and remember and, and to see what the main topic of her address was, well, it was about Chicago and Illinois are better off together. You know, so I found that very interesting. <laughs> then Mike Madigan even addressed that twice in his five-minute introduction uh, to her. So, so they definitely understand something is amiss. They definitely understand that there, there's a problem, and I think they know that many people are frustrated and concerned. And if we continue to, you know, this has been done in the past many times, uh, you know, throughout our history, even you know the very fact of what we were created upon. If we continue to be ignored, there will be a point in time that uh, the residents of uh, Illinois are going to say we have had enough and we're going to be looking for for other avenues <clears throat> that's right and and uh, the the mayor might think that uh, the rest of Illinois the mayor of Chicago that is may think that the rest of Illinois can't live without Chicago uh, at least economically uh, that's just not the case is it Darren well it's really not you know so so there is there there are numbers that suggest for every especially down in our area because our area is very very economically depressed you can look over to across the state lines to Indiana there blessed with their largest city and their uh, and their capital of one place right in the center of the state but they purposely for years pushed business out across the state 
Uh, Chicago seems to hoard everything uh, up, up, up there. I mean, you want to talk about the, uh, you know, Illinois is a hub of the nation, but it's not necessarily Chicago. It's, 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 we can move things. We need to be pushing things downstate because we are, we are just simply uh, economically uh, deprived. I mean, that's, that's, that's obvious. So, so yeah, the, um, you know, we, we, it, we've okay, got some great, you. that's okay. We've got, we've got great resources. We've got ro roadways, railways. We've got the Wabash and the Mississippi. My goodness. I think we have, uh, especially in Southern Illinois, we've got some great opportunities to build um, uh, an economic powerhouse. And um, <clears throat> the, the Democrats in Chicago just aren't getting the message that the rest of the state is fed up with their politics and the immorality that's their values being pushed on the rest of us. Right. And there are numbers to suggest, we'll hear this a lot, that for every dollar that, that a downstate person pays in, especially in our area, that we do indeed receive a little over $2 back. Uh, that most that comes through our, uh, our public schools and, and uh, our uh, you know, state, state employment uh, positions. However, uh, recently we have discovered there's a, something very important that is missing out of this equation. What's that? It's transportation. Mm. So when you add in Chicago's rail, Chicago's bus, uh, the train situation that mostly drives out of Chicago, guess what? The level, the, the playing field levels. I have no idea why that was left out of these original equations that were put out, but the transportation is not included. All of the, uh, all the, anything to do with transportation is not included in that statistic that we've been told that, that, that Southern Illinois receives, you know, $2.30 for every dollar it pays. So when you, yeah. uh, when you throw that in, it changes the game. And just the very reality that well, why wouldn't Chicago, if that's the case, then why wouldn't they bite on this and decide to separate themselves, uh, earning them, saving them much more tax money. So right there uh, is enough proof to let you know that something's amiss here. That's right. That's right. Well, last question. Um, you and your wife were involved in creating a private Christian school, correct? Yes. And you probably know, you and your wife know, the importance of a solid Christian or biblical worldview, having that instilled in our children, our students, our grandchildren. Um, I am more convinced than ever after hearing a state lawmaker who will, I won't name right now, um, who was on the floor of the Senate saying, uh, well, I might as well go ahead and say it, but um, <clears throat> Let me back up. I am more convinced than ever that we need to double down on worldview training after hearing Senator Neil Anderson on the, the Senate floor recently defending his vote to legalize high-potency marijuana. And uh, what he said was that he was going to teach his family. Now, he's an EMT firefighter from Moline area. He said he's going to teach his family not to use this stuff. Why? Well, he didn't say this, but because it's bad stuff. It's addicting stuff. It's mind-altering, brain-damaging stuff. And um, he, he, he's going to teach his family this, but uh, the second great commandment in the Bible says to treat others as you would treat yourself. He instead chose to put the state's seal of approval on this product for his neighbors. And that is just, that just falls short of having a solid biblical worldview and practicing it. And um, I think Hosea 4.6 really speaks volumes for our culture here in Illinois. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. 
And that's where we are in Illinois. What can we do about this, Darren? Well, you know, people got to start standing up and they got to start speaking out. Uh, to, to, you know, used to be, and I, and I was guilty of this once too. You elect someone, you send them off and, and believe that they're going to represent your values. And yet we wind up with this. So, uh, you know, we got to realize that uh, maybe God's calling you to do something about it. Maybe God's calling you to at least write an editorial speak out against this wrongs, because this is not, uh, this is destroying us. It's destroying our state. It's destroying our nation. Well, I love what you're doing with by bringing in Abby Johnson to Illinois, bringing her into Effingham and Carmi. Uh, I'm going to let you tell the details about that, but her testimony helps people understand the debate about abortion. When they put that movie Unplanned out there, it helped people understand the truth about abortion. When our friends at Pro-Life Action League stand on street corners with the abortion, the graphic abortion pictures of baby parts, no, it's not fun to look at, but it helps people understand what abortion does to an unborn baby. We have to learn these things. We have to be exposed to these things and shaken awake to it. And Abby Johnson's testimony is powerful. And I've read, and maybe you have too, Darren, uh, multiple accounts about how Planned Parenthood uh, workers are responding to that movie and walking away from the job. And maybe it's also dissuading a number of women who are facing a crisis pregnancy saying, well, you know what? I didn't know that's what abortion was. Yeah, that was a, you know, I've always been against the, the, the destruction of life. So it just, it's murder. But I'll tell you what, the pivotal part of the movie, whenever that baby flinched uh, from the suction tube. Yep. Uh, and then that ultimately, I believe, is what, uh, you know, changed course for Abby Johnson as well. So that that was a game changer. That just made, that just turned everything. That, 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 that increased the expediency of uh, the fact that we've got to end this terrible work. Well, in the movie, she also did a chemical abortion, and I found that to be tremendously alarming because the Democrats in Illinois don't want parental notification to go into effect, and yet um, Planned Parenthood uh, would be willing to give a 13-year-old, 14-year-old a chemical abortion pill and not let mom and dad know. And in the movie, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but she had severe consequences that were in, in which she even said, I thought I was going to die. Now, mom and dad not knowing about it? I mean, oh my goodness, <laughs> are you serious? I mean, this is serious stuff we're talking about. So I'm really grateful that Abby Johnson is coming to Effingham and Carmi. Tell us a little more about that. Thank you. Yes, she, she'll be coming to Effingham Thelma Keller Convention Center at 7 o'clock on uh, Friday, July 26th. And then she'll be coming down to, we'll be having her the next evening at uh, Carmi, uh, at uh, uh, July 27th at seven o'clock as well. So uh, Blaine Wellhauer, Chris Miller, or myself, you can get on our Facebook pages. We'll be, uh, you can, you can purchase tickets online. I would recommend that because I believe this is going to be a, a sold out event and uh, we'll be posting and keeping uh, updates. It'll, it'll be a program. Not only will we be, and, there, and, the, and also at both places, there will be an opportunity, uh, kind of a VIP price to uh, come in and listen to her talk one-on-one -on -one and have your picture taken with her. And, and, and all this information is posted at your website, right? That is right. RepBailey.com or BaileyForIllinois.com and or our Facebook pages. And then also Rep let me leave Bailey. my phone com? number. RepBailey.com, R-E-P-B-A-I-L-E-Y. Okay. Okay, and your phone number, Darren. Office number is 
665-4109. You can call and talk to Kylie or Jose, and they'll be more than happy to uh, get some additional information or tickets in your hand. All right. That number again is 618-665-4109. Kylie or Jose will answer the phone, right? Yes, that is correct. All right. Well, Darren, I wish we had more time to talk, but that about does it for us. Thank you for spending so much time with me uh, over these po- two podcasts, and uh, just hope you have a good summer on your farm. I don't. Uh, you're not even out in the field yet, are you? Actually, we are. Yeah, I'm. I'm I came in. Uh, I received a couple updates from one of my sons that I uh, they're needing my assistance. So I came right. in to take this call, and we are uh, we're uh, we're replanting a few crops, and we're finishing up others, and we're waiting for a wheat harvest, the wheat to ripen. So no, we're uh, we're having we're we're full throttle down here. All right. right now. Well, the daylight's burning. I let you go. God bless you, sir. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you very much. So that does it for us. Thank you so much for spending a little time with Illinois Family Spotlight. You can look us up on facebook follow us on twitter you can check out our youtube channel and you can check out our website at ifiaction.org please tell a friend about us share our articles and uh we'll talk to you soon god bless thank you for listening to illinois family spotlight for more information please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.